0: Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. Good morning. Welcome, WISN. The Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group is on the air, both in Milwaukee, here at WISN, in Madison, on WIBA. Good morning to Jeff Kowal. Good morning, Paul. How you doing? I'm well how are you doing? I'm doing good. Joe's still in studio as well. Okay Jeff you're the president of the Cobalt Investment Group. Joe still your title is? Financial advisor. And
1: the host of the show today. According like, to Jeff I, I I can't take that role over completely. Jeff's here. Well he's uh, he's the man. We all know that. you each have your role. <laughs> no that's right and you've
2: done a nice job with this all the while. People want to hear from you Joe. So let's go.
0: Thank yeah, you. Let's, let's dive that. in. We got a lot to do. Uh, the normal features, Jeff, the sexy segment, the boss minute with Aaron Kowal uh, coming up throughout the show. First off, a little background, The com Great website for the Kowal Investment Group. We talk about retirement, Joe, on the show and everything about retirement. And you're going to k- kick us off with a topic today.
1: Yeah, there's an article uh, in the most recent Kiplinger's Magazine uh, called The Inheritance Challenge, and I think it was great um, timing for this week to talk a little bit about inheriting assets and all of the, the different rules and regulations around that, and it's, it's a complicated situation when you inherit assets, and uh, obviously, if you have questions, if you just inherited some assets or you have questions about that call our office 262-522-4040. You know, we specialize in retirement and, uh, and we can help you navigate through all of these, um, you know, complicated situations. But uh, to kick it off, um, you know, let's, let's go into inheriting a a good amount of assets from, you know, uh, a parent, an uncle, a spouse, um, and, some newer rules came about in uh, in early 2020 that kind of changed the game as far as how you can um, stretch the tax burden for inheriting those assets over your lifetime if you inherited those, say, from a parent. Those like are good rules then, Joe. Um, the, the rules of inheriting those assets – for stretching those over your lifetime are good. Um, they become a little more complicated now in the fact that you can't necessarily do that in all respects. So obviously
0: there's tax implications to inheriting money. Yes. When I think of inheritance, the first thing, when you brought it up, Joe, I thought of parents leave it into their, right. their kids and then the siblings are involved. Maybe there's a, an estate plan done properly. Right. And then I thought, and you mentioned it, it's not always parents. You can inherit money from an uncle. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) a good friend. Right. Right. Sure. Right. whatever they
1: leave. This has been a hot topic because the the current uh, Biden administration has talked about um, lowering the federal estate tax exemption. Uh, Right now, it's eleven point seven million dollars for a person. And then if you look at a married couple, that would obviously uh, double. So that'd be about twenty four point four million dollars that you can inherit. And not have to worry about paying uh, a federal um, income tax on, uh, or excuse me, an estate tax on that money. Um, and they've they've talked a little bit about lowering that to about um, uh, six million dollars per individual. Um, but you know, th- those are all rumors at this point. Nothing's been set in stone. Um,
0: so it's eleven million. Yeah. If my wife gets an inheritance in eleven, so twenty two, it's about, that seems like a lot of money to yeah. me.
1: Yeah. So obviously that doesn't affect a whole lot of people. Um, you know, that's a that's a small uh, more and more percentage and more. of the population. It's mean, yeah, more and yeah,
2: more, and, yeah, and it's yeah. surprising, especially over the last couple of years, right. how assets have grown. Especially, of course, if you work with the Coval Investment Group.
1: That's right. How the assets <laughs>
2: have grown. <laughs> I think there's got to be some sort of disclaimer after having said that. So, <laughs> no guarantee or promise or anything like that.
0: If you do things right, it, obviously it's a, an exciting time to get some money, right? Right, Joe. Yeah. Uh, but but to do it the right way, first off, um, the the amount for now, uh, unless it changes, eleven million.
1: Yeah. And um, one one number that they point out in the article that I thought was, um, I, I don't want to say it was shocking, but was surprising, um, the amount of money that people have in IRAs right now, and as of the second quarter in 2021, the, the article pointed out that there are over $13 trillion sitting in IRAs right now. So that's kind of what I wanted to focus this inheritance discussion on is inheriting an IRA. And are, are we assuming much of that
0: $13 trillion eventually is going to be passed down to the- Yes,
1: yes. So- That's a lot of with, money. With $13 trillion, you know, it's most likely that everyone, at some point in their lifetime, moving forward here, is going to inherit an IRA. You know, and so you know the, the rules prior to um, the beginning of 2020. If you inherited an IRA um, from a parent, you were able to uh, stretch the tax burden for the, for that IRA. Over your lifetime, so that that's a big deal. So you would only have to pay, say, required minimum distributions based on your life expectancy. So so a small amount each year. So you could spread that tax burden uh, across the rest of your life.
0: When I hear the term stretch IRA, that's what they're talking about, then.
1: Correct, correct. Now those rules have changed. So um, if if you inherit money from a relative or from uh, Apparent that parent uh, that, uh, you know, as of 2020 um, to now, uh, you are required to distribute those assets within 10 years. So you, you have a couple of options. You can take a lump sum right away and distribute the whole amount and pay the income tax on it. Um, or you can um, stretch that over a 10-year period. It's this new rule called the 10-year rule.
0: Well, it sounds like lottery winners. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it'd be nice if they could stretch it out over ten years, but right. You know, so you a have a choice. To,
1: what do most people right. end up doing? Right. So I, I and I wanted to bring this up because this came this came about real recently for me in a meeting with a, a prospective client, and and they were looking at um, you know their options and asking questions. What are my options? And it was presented to them that they only had two options. They either could take the lump sum right now and pay all the tax on it, or they could take periodic payments over the next 10 years. And I said, well, that's not entirely true because um, you don't have to take periodic payments. You could wait until that 10th year, before that 10th year expires, and then take all of it at the end. Or, and and this is the big reason you need to, to... to get in touch with a professional or call our office if you have questions is, you know, if they're going to retire within a few years, it might make sense to wait for a couple of years until they drop an income tax bracket to then start taking those distributions. And so that's the point I wanted to make was it's not, you know, uh, a really easy answer to to a question. There, there are a lot of of things you have to consider from a tax perspective to figure out what's the best strategy. It's
0: one of those answers, Jeff. It depends.
2: Uh, that's right. Well, Joe brings up uh, some really good points here. First of all, that there are different times in your life when you get to be suddenly wealthy. And this is one of those, when you inherit some money. Others might be retirement or a divorce where you've not been a partner that, that manages the money and you come into a lot of money at one time. Death. Uh, if you sell a business and now you've, you've spent a lifetime building it up, you sell the business, now you have cash. That's the time that you're suddenly wealthy or a lottery, but uh, lottery winners. But this is not unusual to have an inheritance like this. Then Joe mentioned 11.7 is the estate tax exemption times two is 24.4. So the IRA money is exempt from estate tax, but as Joe mentions, it's still subject to income tax. The right. government didn't get their pound of flesh on that yet, and they're not going to let it go. So they're going to get their money from those IRAs. So T-
0: Taxes are inevitable. Correct. Now, Joe, it comes yeah. down to the strategy, making right. sure you do things the right way. Right. You also mentioned waiting till the
1: very end to take it. Is that a possibility? Yeah, you Wh- could. Why would you do that? You could do though? that. Well, you know, if we look at a Roth IRA, um, then you definitely – most likely, want to wait until the end because you don't owe income tax on that money. You still have to distribute those assets within ten years, but let those things grow for a ten-year period. So, so it if you don't on what need type of some people will maybe
0: need the money, right? Oh right. my gosh, this is a savior. We can do this and that with our money. Right. But if you don't need it, you're saying maybe wait.
2: Yeah, and a lot of times kids are inheriting the money, as Joe mentioned. They're, they might be at the peak of their income. So the Roth IRA is great because you can let that go all 10 years to at the end. And the IRA is nice because, as Joe mentioned, if you're at the peak of your income and you don't want that income now, maybe wait three years, four years, five years before you start taking income from that taxable IRA.
1: Yeah, and, and, and another uh, thing to consider if if you're inheriting this from a spouse. And, and obviously an unfortunate situation comes up where uh, uh, a person passes away at a younger age, meaning not, you know, when they're seventy or seventy-two. But maybe, there's a surviving maybe, spouse yet. But but there's a surviving spouse, and maybe they're in their fifties. And you do have a choice to inherit, to either put that money into an inherited IRA, or to actually take that money in and roll that into your own IRA as a spouse. And it might make sense uh, to consider an inherited IRA if you're young, and you want to have access to that money. Um, at some point penalty free before you hit 59 and a half so but, if, but,
0: but I want it in a in a, a tool that can still make interest and generate money for me right Correct. Or, you know, let's say it is a large amount 10 million or something that's that I inherit correct. So yeah. you want that money to work for you yet right right but, uh, and you, yeah and that's obviously unfortunate if some that happens in life right, right. One spouse that right. you yeah. uh, usually one does precede the other in death Jeff I think right yeah. I mean, not always you're right. Um, and we always think they're in their seventies or their eighties, but it obviously happens earlier in life too.
2: Yeah. And there's there's usually one spouse that does all the planning too. And then, and so the other spouse has to be aware that there are these types of things. That's why you don't want to go this alone. Some of the things that Joe was talking about are very complex. You have to make sure you talk to a professional who works in this all the time.
0: Like the coal investment. <laughs> that would be cross. us. Uh, it is true. How else would you know about this stuff, Joe? Maybe you should attend a meeting. Uh, do you recommend this with your clients? We've talked about this. If one of the person is the money person and runs, and the other person is not, maybe just come in and you know sit in on meetings. Yeah, you should we, know the passwords for accounts, right? We,
1: we always recommend that you know it, it's a team approach for. For a husband and wife, you know, even if one of them, like Jeff said, does the majority of the planning and takes care of most of that, you need to make sure the other partner in that relationship is aware of what's going on. And and especially when we work with a couple, we want to make sure they're both there so they can be comfortable if something does happen to that one that handles most of the planning, that they can come in and feel very comfortable with us um, and and know what's going on. And
0: if we are talking about, you know, the, an unfortunate untimely death or maybe earlier than expected, the emotions involved, the last thing on your mind is worrying about tax implications, right? right. You're, you're, you've got other stuff going on in your life. So what we're going to do, Joe, we'll, we'll take a quick break. We've got Aaron Kowal with today's Boss Minute coming up after the break and Jeff Kowal has something coming up as well. You're going to like this.
2: No, I don't always gear the topics I cover by what you like, but I know you like catfights. fights.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and,
2: uh, and this is one with Elon Musk and the federal government. So you're going to like this one.
0: Oh, that's coming up next. A uh, sexy segment also uh, on today's program in the second half of the hour. We're on WIBA in Madison, WISN in Milwaukee. To reach out, the com or call. Their office number is 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. The Retirement Clinic hosted by Joe Still and Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Kronforst. We'll be right back. Seasons change, but your house looks the same. No worries. Your local CertaPro painters are ready to give your home a refreshing color change inside or out. They'll take care of every detail with expert service you can count on to repair, renew,
2: and repaint your home the way you want it. Stop staring at the same old walls and make them new again. Starting with a free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Each starter pro painter's business is independently owned and operated.
3: your house and $2,000 is too little to get all the necessary services. Then what actually is the right amount? How do you get the best combination of full service and fair commissions? I'm Bob Tarantino, president of Redefined Realty, and I have the answer. 3.99%. Don't pay more, don't pay less. Get everything you need from a marketing standpoint while saving thousands in commissions. At 3.99%, you can have it all. I even guarantee it in writing, Details at RedefinedRealty.com.
0: During the season of giving, you might give away more than you want.
1: Sweater for mom, video game for Jake, and my credit card for someone named Gina?
0: More online activity can mean more exposed personal info. But LifeLock by Norton has identity theft protection all wrapped up. And if you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. But you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS. Visit LifeLock.com today.
3: Welcome back to the retirement clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the boss minute business owners, savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. A financial checklist could be a powerful tool for any business owner as there are many pieces to the total financial picture. Typically, when focusing on the big picture of finances for your business, it can be broken down into three main categories. Financial plan, budget, and investments. When it comes to financial planning, taxes can be one of the largest expenses for business owners, which is why owners need to be clear about both their business and personal financial goals. Ask yourself, do I have a list of business and personal financial goals and refer to it when I need to make decisions? And do I reduce or defer taxes and maximize available deductions and credits? 82% of all small businesses that fail cite cash flow problems as the primary reason. That's where budget management comes in. Manage your budget according to your business plan and ask yourself, do I know how much revenue I must generate to break even and cover expenses? Do I monitor income, expenses, inventory, credit, and cash regularly? And finally, investments. Many small business owners make the mistake of investing all their time and money into their business. Don't become one of them. It is important to maintain a cash cushion for both personal and business needs and invest any excess cash that exceeds current expenses and immediate lifestyle needs, among other items. The everyday decisions you make affect your bottom line and a financial checklist can help you stay on track. If you need help navigating a financial checklist for your business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com.
0: in Milwaukee, and WIBA, Madison. As long as we're on locations, Jeff Kowal, as president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, we should mention you have locations in Waukesha, the headquarters, Port Washington office up in Ozaukee County, with just a great place, views of the lake. We mentioned all of these locations. Racine at Highway 20 and right off the freeway, Jeff, in Phoenix, Arizona. Which means you can meet virtually anywhere, and that word virtually, that's another option. That's
2: true, and we have clients all over the country, I think 26 or 27 states, so a lot of people uh, retire here and go elsewhere, and a lot of times we'll get new clients from other states. So um, we are actually national and perhaps eventually global. How exciting is that?
0: Very exciting, Jeff. All of the information you're looking for, thecoalway.com. Check out the website, the thekowalway.com. Also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And the market updates Monday through Friday. We failed to mention earlier in the show, you guys do a wonderful job. Your entire staff helps out with those, Jeff. That's
2: right. 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks in Milwaukee. So about three o five in Milwaukee and then around 5, 15, 5, 30 in Milwaukee. And then 4, four I'm sorry, 4.55 on WIBA in Madison. Uh, we give one minute what's going on in the market that particular day, whether it's a government report, corporate earnings, what's driving the market up or down that particular day. We wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech-heavy NASDAQ, every day during the week, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, news blocks on Mark Belling's show and 4.55 with Vicki McKenna on WIBA in Madison.
0: Yeah, if you're a WISN listener, everybody, here's Vicki for the hour Leading to Belling Show, 2 to 3 p.m. I wonder if everybody knows she's got a daily show in Madison. She does. That's right.
2: Right after that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So that's why you're part of that uh, program. Uh, so, we welcome all of the listeners in Madison from WIBA, of course. And did you say something about cat fights before the break?
2: I did, Paul. You'll like this one. And everybody likes cat fights, especially when they go public. And Elon Musk is openly fighting with the federal government on taxes and inflation. I thought this was a really good article from Barron's. It says Elon Musk is battling with the federal government mostly on Twitter. First taking on Joe Biden and now Bernie Sanders amid the debate on taxation of billionaires. This is really great, too. The Tesla CEO's Twitter feed is always a must-watch for investors. But what the latest news tweets mean for the stock is it really isn't affecting the stock at all. So that's good. uh, uh, Musk took a verbal swing at the Vermont senator who's repeatedly lashed out about government spending and its effects on inflation, Um, Musk has. Stan, Sanders started things off by tweeting that billionaires need to pay their fair share. Musk responded in que- tweets, saying he was surprised that Sanders was still alive.
0: <laughs> oh, that is good stuff. <laughs> and then calling, See, he's got no filter. I know. Yeah, he can say what he wants. Yeah,
2: I'm surprised he's alive. And all then these guys,
0: Mark Cuban, all these billionaires kind of spout off. Yeah. Because they can.
2: Yes. But then he's calling Sanders a taker, not a maker. Musk went on to comment several times about the impact of the government deficit on inflation and the inability of the federal federal government to control spending. Inflation is the most regressive tax of all, at all, tax of all, Musk said. Regressive taxation refers to the lower income segments of the population paying a higher percentage of their income tax to tax authorities than wealthier people pay. People with bigger incomes pay higher tax rates in the U.S., but Musk's point is that inflation eats into the savings of average American. And then he posted something about the purchasing power of $100 in 1950, was $100. The purchasing power in 2021 is $8.70. Jeez. So he says $100 lost 91.3% of its real value. So he says inflation is the most regressive. Whether Musk was taking a nuanced argument about taxation or just upset that some politicians appear not to be giving him credit for selling stock. Was it a, is it a
0: Republican senator, Jeff? Do you know? Of,
2: who? Of No, he was beating up on, on Sanders. Uh, he just said oh, some politicians, I thought, yeah, that was Bernie know. Sanders. No. Uh, um, Oh, Bernie Sanders. Got Bernie. It. Well, yeah. I know he's not a
0: Republican, so we don't have to worry yeah. about
2: that. But some politicians are not giving him credit for selling stock and realizing capital gains. when he didn't have to. My, my understanding is he had some, uh, stock options expire. So he had to do something with them. He didn't have to sell them, but he sold them, realized the capital gains. And they're saying, He's still gotta pay more. He says, "I'm doing. I'm selling tons of my Tesla stock. I'm paying taxes, and you're still beating up on me." It's like, shut up, leave me alone.
0: Your average American may not care. Oh, billionaires, who cares? I have no right. sympathy because they're billionaires. I think there's a larger point at stake, Jeff. Right?
2: Yes. So it's, it's most of their, they're saying much is made like much is made lately of unrealized gains being a means of tax avoidance. So I propose selling 10, 10% of my Tesla stock. His followers voted in favor of it. So he sold 10% of his stock, realizes huge gains on it, and they're still not happy. Um, among other things, he has questioned the president's August decision to not inv- – this is, I think, what really gets him – not invite Tesla to a White House ceremony to invite to unveil his administration's goal for electric vehicles.
0: See, all the policy oh aside, everything taxes—it's all about that, probably. Fear of
2: missing out. Yep. Yeah, he so didn't invite. Me he to the didn't White invite House. him. Uh, his displeasure with the Biden's infrastructure stra- spending plan, tax incentives for people to buy electric vehicles, but union-made electric vehicles. His is not a union made that's one. That's right. So he's he's mad about that too. And that's probably one of the reasons why he won was, he wasn't invited. But you know, a big part of what he was talking about and why should we care about? It? What difference does it make if he's in a fight with the government about it and whether he's but it, it does matter to you as as If you're planning for your retirement or your investments, you have to address inflation. Joe does a great job with this in our office with a cash flow analysis and making sure we take into account taxation, inflation, bad timing scenarios if the market tanks. So these are the types of of people that affect everybody. And if you don't take inflation into account when you're planning for your retirement, you're making a big mistake and you're shortchanging yourself.
0: And Jeff and and Joe, you're not saying this inflation factors in now because we're in inflation, and we're, you're saying all the time, you have to factor this in with your plan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, prices are going to go up every year um, throughout your entire retirement period. Um, and, you know, you have to f- put that factor into your planning to make sure you have enough money to, to provide your you know, your income for your, the light to maintain your lifestyle. Well, so what was the stat about the value of the dollar in 1950?
2: It was $100. $100, yeah. So 70 years later, it's $8.70. So
0: what does that tell you jeff i mean what does that mean in layman's terms so so paul can understand it
2: oh it's lost its value that it's a hundred dollars isn't worth a hundred what a hundred dollars used to be it's not worth what it was five years ago especially with inflation it's a small creep even with two or three percent inflation it still digs into your pocketbook because people just a lot of times don't realize it now they're realizing it when they see that bacon's the seven bucks a pound is up $12 a pound. And gas. Gas is up, you know, double almost, well, actually almost double what it was when President Trump left office. Isn't that
0: crazy? Yeah. And it's incrementally. So, yeah, people complain. But do you see it on the nightly news? That's what, do you, have you seen any stories about gas prices going up no, on of course mainstream not. media? Not a no, word. Of
2: course not. But no. people feel it. And those are types of things that, with inflation, when uh, when you, that's what Musk is, Musk's, Musk's point, Elon Musk was making the point. They, this inflation affects everybody. Um, and then Brian Westbury was doing an article. He said inflation is back and worse than it's been in decades. Consumer prices rose. 0.9 percent in October are up 6.2 percent over the last 12 months, and with two more months of moderate increases, the CPI will be at six and a half percent in 2021, the highest inflation since 1982.
0: What's the consumer price index, the CPI, indicative of? What do you guys look at it for, Jeff? What does it tell us?
2: Well, just to make sure, is it? Do you have to set more money aside? Are we on track? You know, but we look when we do our planning. Yes, we plan for intermittent spurts in inflation, but we look at a long term and we were using two point two now we're using three percent long term inflation because hopefully it's not going to be that high. They say it's transitional it's longer than transitional it's not just a temporary it's is going to be here for a while, but it's not going to be here the rest of our life, so we use long term inflation rates
1: and and that's a question we get from just about every client in in reviews and planning meetings that we're conducting. Um, you know this whole year and you know what what I tell clients is there are parts of that are causing inflation that are transitory you know the 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 issues in the supply chain will smooth out and get n- normalized uh, when the labor when things in the labor market um, start to normalize a little more um, but as Jeff said you know we are planning for inflation to be um, closer to three percent um, moving forward, and that's a lot higher than it's been. Uh, you know, the Fed had a target of somewhere around two percent, and they were well under that for the last several years. Uh, so we would not be surprised to see inflation stay around three percent, which you have to plan for. That that's a big difference, and that could make be a, a huge negative to your plan moving forward if you don't plan properly for that.
0: Jeff, overall, you agree with Elon Musk and his points he's making, I would assume.
2: Yeah, I do. They're not going to be able, they can tax every billionaire every last dime they have. It's still not going to be mo- enough to support the government for more than six months, at the most. So then you drain all them, You have. You, and I think that was Margaret Thatcher that said, eventually you run out of other people's money. I
0: love that line. About <laughs> socialism, she said. Right. The bad thing about socialism. Eventually you run, you run out of other people's so money. It sums <laughs> up socialism and what it's kind of all about. Do we want to head down that path? I, it With certain elements, Jeff, in the country that want to, and they're not even hiding it anymore. Right. right. It, it used it,
2: to be more subtle, but even things like supply chain, they say it's going to be better after the first of the year. There's no basis for that. They're not doing anything that'll really... Uh, in uh make the sm- supply chain more smooth there's there's no basis to that What does
0: so. the term stagflation mean jeff if in what inflation then you hear
2: we well, have recession and you have inflation so it's stagflation so you have recessionary times where uh, people are you know it says the recession is described as uh as three quarters or more, we have negative growth. I think that's what what the definition. You is. We certainly you are not to, in a, in a well, recession no, right now. No, we're not in a recession, but they're saying that could happen. We're in recessionary times while prices are going up. So things are pretty stagnant while prices are going. The economy is stagnant while prices are going up. It's kind
0: of a, is is, is that right, Joe?
1: Yeah, that is correct. Joe, yeah. is it a
0: weird economy? <laughs> Just the, the all these. If you want a job, you can get one right now. Right, but. You know, we all know the problem that employers can't find workers, and McDonald's once, well, you know, their employees went
1: twenty-five dollars now an hour. And, and here's another thing to factor in: consumers are in really good financial shape right now. They have a lot of money in their savings. They've they've reduced their debt. Um, so that that's what makes it kind of a weird time. I think you described it correctly, where. Um, you know the economy continues to grow because consumers continue to spend money, yeah. and the demand is there. You know it's it's the supply that 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 has we've run into a problem. Yeah. you know, in in some areas.
0: Yeah, and the supply chain, as Jeff said, there's no guarantee it's going to going to go in anytime soon. Maybe it will.
1: I I'm not know. convinced
2: of
0: that I don't. we got to wait nine there's months. Still for still seventy chairs. Ships, patio all the... chairs. There's all you right. got to do is go in the store
2: there's still 70 ships off the coast of California. So there's not any indication they're not going to be able to get, they're not changing the laws in California about letting truckers in there. Um, they can't find truckers. I mean, there's still a shortage of people to move the freight. So I'm not convinced that that's going to happen.
0: Um, all valid points. All good points. I mean, what Joe said
2: about, you know, people not having to go to work. A lot of them that might take a truck driving job or some other job like it.
0: Eh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just not work right now. So, What's the sexy segment about? Wealth management and preservation. Joe still has it today Come yeah, on, Give Back
1: on that kind of theme of inheritance, um, what uh, to do when you're the executor of an estate. And so we're going to go over a number of points uh, to consider when it's it's a big job. It's a lot of times a tough job because there's a lot of emotions tied to it. Um if if you're the executor for an estate of a relative that passes away. Right. And we help clients all the time walk through this process. Uh, so that is that is sexy
0: stuff. That'll come <laughs> up next. We'll uh, take a quick break. To reach out to the COWAL Investment Group. Easy. Call them 262 522 4040 That's 262-522-4040. 40 on the web, thekowalway.com. The Cowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Joe Still, Jeff Kowal in studio, and the Retirement Clinic will be right back on WISN and WIBA. We are back. That music says it's time for the sexy segment with the Kowal Investment Group. The Retirement Clinic sexy segment, Joe Still, Jeff Kowal, in studio, is about wealth management and preservation. Now, you question the level of sexiness with your topic on the commercial break, Joe.
1: Yes, yes. The <laughs> The topic isn't overly sexy, but uh, when we talk about you know preserving wealth, um, the... Being the executor of an estate is a very, very important job. Um, And it's something that is also can be a very difficult job. When you've lost a loved one, you know, there's a lot of emotion that goes there. uh, And there's a lot to do. And it's very important that you have a process. And obviously, if you're in a situation where you need help, 262 522 4040, give our office a call. We help clients. Go through this process all of the time. Do we we all know what
0: an executor's role is. Do you want to define it quickly, Joe?
1: Yeah, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you a, t- a real technical definition because um, I'm not an attorney. But but you are responsible of um, basically closing out an estate and distributing those assets where they're supposed to go. And if there's a good estate plan um, already established and set. You follow the instructions within that estate plan um, to a T to make sure that again all of that decedent's assets go where they wanted them to go. Yep. So so that I'll even step back a second and and something that is is an important part of our process is making sure that our clients have an estate plan established um, to ensure that if something happens to um, the husband wife the the couple um one or both of them that those assets are going exactly where they want them to go without the court or the government telling mm. them probate we where to here right. yeah. so
0: essentially you're the one in charge the executor's job is to do just what
1: you said. yeah the executor is is responsibility is to carry out those um wishes of the decedents.
3: so well
0: you define it just like Webster's would. <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. Okay, now, uh,
1: so what do we need to know? Yeah, a couple of, uh, I'll, I'll walk down kind of a, a checklist, and, and we're very checklist-oriented uh, at the Coall Investment Group, again, so to make sure nothing slips through the cracks. Um, and this would be uh, kind of a, a eight points to start uh, as an executor. Uh, what to do when. Uh, first thing you need to do is obtain copies of the death certificate, uh, and file the will. Um, and typically you have somewhere between, you know, 10 and 90 days um, uh, after the death to do that, to, to get that will filed. Um, if probate is required, you do need a letter of uh, testamentary. So um, that will give you the legal authority um, um you know, to, to manage, uh, the affairs of that estate. Um, so the letter of testamentary. So you have to get that, um, um, established with the, with the court if probate is required. Um, so the, that's the key, get, get the death certificates, uh, file the will, um, and, and, you know, establish a letter of testamentary, um, with the court. If that can't, know. there's gotta be more to it. What's that? There's got to be more to it than just that. Yeah. No, no, that's the start process. <laughs> yeah, that's the just the start of the process. That's that's step 1 in That other is words. step 1 out of 8. <laughs> so, uh number 2, and this is this is one that um honestly you may want to make number 1 is to assemble a team of of professionals and experts. And again, that's why we started with with our clients, that's part of our normal process that we take them through is to review their estate plan. So you could have that team established already. You could. And if and you're
0: working with the COWAL Investment Group, for instance.
2: Yeah, and we make sure that we do work with your attorney. Uh, Joe brings up a couple of uh, great points. Um, you know, One is if, if probate is, is required, sometimes you want to avoid probate. Sometimes it's a good thing to go through pr- probate, and that's okay. But one of the things that we do is make sure – because a lot of times people will spend thousands of dollars on an estate plan and never get the beneficiaries right on their, on their retirement plans, on their non-IRA accounts. And so what good is that if you, if it never falls into the trust anyway that you've spent a lot of money on creating?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and the team we're talking about, you know, an estate planning attorney um, – if, if you don't have one, uh, you may need one, um, a tax professional, and then obviously a retirement or financial planning um, expert. So um, you want to have that team in place to make sure that uh, you are um, looking at every angle of the estate uh, to make sure you're not paying too much in taxes if you don't have to, but you, you want to you make sure you're paying the taxes that are required. Um, the third point would be to create an inventory of assets, and this could be a real challenge if you haven't looked at um, your relatives as, as the executor. If you haven't, I'll just say your parents. Let's just say it's your parents. I'm just
0: gonna say, shouldn't this be done already?
1: Yeah. <laughs> if if you haven't done this already, um, it could be very difficult to do. That's why, obviously, we want to plan for the worst case scenario. Um, and you know, when your parents are in there you know, 60s, 70s, and getting close to the 80s, you want to have this this done. Um, but that would be bank accounts, investment accounts, um, tax returns, insurance policies. Um, you know, you want to go through and, and make sure that you have a list of all of their assets um, to make it easy to identify those areas that y- you need to... Um, Take care of when they
0: pass away. Hypothetically, you said uh, you'll say the parents. So, are the executors normally one of the children in the family? The, does it or can it be anybody?
1: Um, yeah, it, it it can be truly anybody. You just have to name somebody. Um, it could be a, a a company that would do that. Obviously, um, there's a cost to doing that. But a lot of times, what we see is it's it's a trusted relative. Got it. Yeah. Okay, number uh, number four. Number four would be well, There's to, a lot of work to in an executive. <laughs> there is, there is. Um, protect personal property. Um, so if you think about, uh, you know, if if the decedent has a home, you have to make sure that, you know, you take care of that home. If there's a mortgage there, you want to make sure those bills are paid um, and property that you're maintaining taxes. the property. That a lot of responsibility. Property taxes, yep. Um, you know, you may, may need to, to change the locks- on the on the home, you know, not knowing who had access to the home, um, taking possession of of um, valuable items or assets that are in the home, uh, you know. And I think the the, the article uh, pointed out, you know, uh, a uh, card collection, you know, that's worth a lot of money, or a stamp collection, or something that's worth a lot of money. You want to make sure you take um, uh, inventory yeah, of and that. there's
0: money. monetary value, but there's sentimental. Uh, maybe
1: grandma's silverware, whatever it is, yep. right? Yep. There's something that that has value. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the last few um, set up a separate bank account in order to pay bills and things from the estate. So if you don't have that established, if you're not um, a uh, um, co-owner on the account, uh, you know you want to you want to do that. Um, pay all the debts. That's another point. You want to make sure you take care of all of those before the assets can be. Distributed. Um, here's a really good one: uh, communicate with the beneficiaries on a regular basis to make sure you're keeping them up to date on uh, the process and what you're going through. And and that's uh, no relationship will f- will will survive without good, solid, open, and honest communication.
0: And that's again your job, right, as the executor,
1: right? Yeah. And and the last thing you want in this situation is to have. A fight amongst family and things. So, yep. if you're the executor and maybe your sibling is not happy about that, keep everyone communicated and 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 act like you're a team, which you are. Yeah. And you could
2: have some financial responsibility in that as well as being the executor. But um, you know, we look at we like to work with the best professionals in the area. We have. Two CPAs on our team, but we don't do taxes and we don't do wills and trusts. We don't do that in-house. We don't think that that's the best way to do it. We would rather have you work with some of the best professionals, best CPAs, best ter- attorneys in town to make sure that you that your wishes are fulfilled, that your assets get transferred in the way that you want it to, do, to be distributed. And We talked, Aaron had uh, uh, Chris Behrens last week from Horicon uh, from Bank as a trust professional trustee. That's a great way to go also. We we like having that type of arrangement. So, everybody's different. Those are great points. Being the executor of an estate could be a, a thankless job.
0: Joe, so it's uh, sexy. You were wrong. This has been a sexy topic <laughs> wealth management and preservation. Could the executor also be one of the beneficiaries? Yeah,
1: okay. absolutely. I mean, let's
0: say, mom, okay, dad has been gone for years, yes. mama's alive, she passes. Maybe the oldest son is the executor. Yes, but he's also a beneficiary. Yes, happens all the time. Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say this stuff happens every day. Yeah, yeah, unless it happens to your family, though, you've never been through it. Right, right. That's where we help. Yeah,
2: and, and yeah. Joe and I have been doing it with a lot of clients, and help them through this process.
1: Yeah. Uh, any more before we break? Any you want to wrap this up? No, I, the last point was to distribute the assets the and, best part and, and yeah and and that's but look at all those things you have to do before you can distribute the assets you know there's a lot of work that needs to be done that's why it can take several months before all of those assets are distributed and you guys
0: do help your clients through this process we help them every step of the every way every step of the way cuz this is a big, again emotions if it's somebody right. close right it's obviously going to be very emotional you talked about inheriting a house I mean, I just know a little bit about that with, you know, knowing people involved in real estate. This happens all the time too. Oh, sure. Yep. You know, he might, the son might live in Arizona, but he inherited a home in Sheboygan Falls. He has no interest in keeping that home, oh, so he's right. got to sell it. Right. So, or,
2: but, and then be sensitive to the other siblings and say, do they want to buy it to just sell it outright? So, those, those are types it, of things you have to do. Keep when you, it in the family. And those are types of things you have to decide when you're settling the estate.
0: Now, there's also, boy, if there's a business involved, which is why we do the boss segment, Aaron Cowell, we should thank for that earlier. Jeff, you focus yep. on business as a retirement plan as well as a retirement plan. There's a lot of business owners approach their business as their plan.
2: That's right. And you have to unravel that if you haven't made prior plans. But again, and and through all this, the government has to get their uh, pound of flesh out of it. So they're not going to let businesses go by. They're not going to let retirement plans or other things go by without them getting their fair share. The taxes. Of taxes, yeah. yes.
0: So a lot goes into it. Uh, good stuff. You did your research, Joe Still. Again, this is what you do every day.
1: This is, uh, <laughs> you know, it might be hard to believe, but we really enjoy doing this stuff. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, it's not hard to believe. I I understand it. And it's if you've never been through something like this, how would you know how to be an executor, what your roles are? Uh, to reach out again to the Cowell Investment Group, I want to quickly run down the locations. Jeff, Waukesha is your world headquarters. In Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, in Racine, uh, and you can meet virtually if your clients would like That's to. That's right,
2: and we're spending more time in Phoenix. I'm going down there soon, and we've got a place on and for people who are in, in uh, Phoenix on Tatum between Cactus and Shea right in Paradise Valley. So it's a great oh. location.
0: Just the roads. Between cactus and, hey, can Shea, I come with you? Sure. Well, <laughs> you're always welcome. Arizona's really nice during Wisconsin winter, isn't it? Yeah.
2: It is nice to get away, but we are doing a lot of things virtually, a lot of things in person yet.
0: Yeah, that Phoenix, uh, again, all the locations are on Jeff's website, com. Jeff Kowal, the president, of course, host of the show with Joe still today. This is the Retirement Clinic, WIBA Madison, WISN in Milwaukee. We'll be right back. Back with Jeff Kowal and Joe Still from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Another retirement clinic almost in the books. we got a couple minutes left yet, yeah, Jeff.
2: That's right. And- Especially this time of year, if you're a do-it-yourselfer that found that you're getting whipped around by the markets and are not sure what direction to go next year, with regard to taxes and investments, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, give us a call. We can help you with that. Stop doing it yourself. Uh, the other thing is if you have assets scattered all over the place and you have to uh, do calculations for required minimum distributions and just want to get a better handle on your investments, do give the coal Investment Group a call, 262 522 or go to the Kowal way.
0: You also talked a lot about inflation today, today, and not because we're in inflation, Joe, still, but how inflation always affects our retirement plan. So that was friendly reminders. Today.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and to kind of um, piggyback off what Jeff just said, if you're inheriting assets and uh, you have no idea what to do, you don't know the rules. You, if you're going on. And doing Google searches to try to figure things out, give our office a call. We'll help walk you through um, the whole situation and really put a good plan together to ensure that um, you're, you're taking the right steps to minimize your taxes as much as you can and, and, that, and that those assets are going where you know, uh, where they should be going. Joe,
0: still, if I have questions for the Coal Investment Group, want to reach out, want to sit down with your many advisors, you're a phone call away. Jeff just gave it out. Feel free to call 262-522-4040. Jeff, your website, very helpful as well. That's thecoalway.com. And I know you're all on top of LinkedIn and you tweet every day and you're on uh, Facebook. Oh,
2: indeed. Oh, you bet. And uh, I just have to mention one more thing about what, what Joe mentioned about Google, going to Google search. I was going for a knee operation. As I was going into surgery the nurse said oh yeah no, don't worry about this we googled it this morning so, <laughs> I but hope she was joking I think she was but yeah because everything turned out okay but that's the same thing Joe's talking about don't google it give us a call we could help it, walk well, you through this that this
0: topic what we talked about way too important to just Google it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, and I'm glad. I think that nurse is joking, but the, that's good bedside humor. <laughs> yes, I absolutely, like yep. Relaxes you before they put the mask on and say start counting down from 10. <sighs> exactly. Jeff Kowal, always a pleasure. We're back next week, of course, and Joe, still great having you hosting the show today. Here on WISN and WIBA, have a good weekend. Thanks, Paul. You too. And thank you for tuning in. The Retirement Clinic, I'm Paul Cronforst with the Kohlwall Investment Group each week on WISN Milwaukee and WIBA Madison.